Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Podcast, equipping people to live successful Christian lives. The blood of Jesus. There is power in the blood of Jesus to forgive you of all of your sins, heal your diseases, and to help you walk in victory every single day. That is the gospel message of Jesus Christ. The basics of the gospel message, the blood of Jesus, his body that was broken for us. Understandably, when you look in the Old Testament, what the Old Testament you see there, what the blood of the Lamb did for the children of Israel then, Jesus does for us today as a New Testament church. And if you and I operate our lives under the authority of who God is, the blood of Jesus covers you and me. Matter of fact, Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 10 says, it says that Jesus is the captain of our salvation. Turn to somebody next to you and say, Jesus is the captain of my salvation. Jesus is the captain of my salvation. Hebrews chapter 10, if you have your Bibles, in verse 12, I'm going to read some scripture verses out of there that talk about the blood of Jesus and how powerful it is. It says this, but when this priest had offered for all time one sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God. Since that time, he waits for his enemies to be made his footstool because by one sacrifice, he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. Verse 15, the Holy Spirit also testifies to us about this. First, he says this. What does he say? This is the covenant I will make with them. And therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by what? By what? The blood of Jesus, right? By a new and living way and opened up for us through the curtain, that is his body. And since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and full assurance of faith. How? Having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water, let us hold unswervingly to the hope that we profess, for he who promised is faithful. How many of you know that God is faithful today? Amen? He is faithful. I want to talk to you today about the blood, nothing but the blood. It is the great message of the Bible. Many times we hear about the blood of Jesus in a song or a sermon or wherever. What I'm hoping it will do for you, it, was, it will trigger in you a spirit of thanksgiving, that there is power in the blood of Jesus in your life. You know, a lot of things that we fear in our lives, we fear because we can see them or we can see it. But the greatest dangers are not the things that we can see, but the things that we cannot see. How many of you know that to be true? That's so true because Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12, the apostle Paul reminds us after going through this, the list of armor that he tells us to put on daily, he says this, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and wickedness in the heavenly places. What he's saying, in other words, in the unseen world is where this is happening. And you have to realize today why you and I are sitting in this room as believers that there is a war that is happening in the heavenlies that constantly happens. There's a war for us. There's a war for our soul that takes place between almighty God and the angels and against 
the wickedness of the enemy, Satan himself. That is happening whether we know it or whether we realize it or not. Even while you, while you and I are sleeping, there are forces that are at battle for us and over us. You even look at this, when, while we fear the things that we can see, the truth is there's much more danger in the unseen world than we can see with our natural eyes. History bears this out. You see this even in physical sickness and disease in the 14th century. A third of Europe was wiped out from an unseen force called the Dark Plague. You see that, you see that that happens, and the Apostle Paul reminds us that happens. And when you and I begin to understand, begin to realize that there are unseen forces that are at place and taking place, it is why the blood of Jesus is so important for us to understand that we realize it and we live by it. And so I hope that by today's sermon today, I raise this awareness in your life that you will look and see what the blood of Jesus has done for you and what it continues to do for you every day. So what does the blood of Jesus do for you? There's three things. They're not all-encompassing, but there's three I want to talk about. Number one, the blood of Jesus fights for you. If you believe that, say amen. amen. The blood of Jesus fights for you and for me. How much more Here's what Hebrews 9, 14 says. How much more then will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself unblemished to God, cleanse our consciences from acts that lead to death so that we may serve the living God? The blood of Jesus, what he's saying in here, has power to set you free today. Every day. At any moment. That his blood on the cross provided everything that you will ever need. The blood of Jesus is a reminder to the devil that he is a defeated foe. He is defeated. He no longer has authority over you, but you have authority over him by the blood of Jesus Christ. And let me, let me just talk about our physical bodies for, for, for a moment. In your body, every person in this room, and the sound of my voice online, that we have what's called a fighting system. It fights for you every morning, every afternoon, every evening, and while you are sleeping, whether you recognize it or not, while you're sitting in this room, you have inside of you a fighting system. It is there to defeat infections, and that fighting system is called your blood. The blood in your body is able to carry oxygen to other parts, other organs of your body, but inside of your blood, there has there are cells that God has created that have one assignment. They are to fight for your health against all invading disease and viruses, the complex and the powerful things that try to come against us. God has made our bodies so amazing. Do you realize that? The way that our body fights for us through the blood is amazing. Now, I don't know how many of you in this room uh, enjoy giving blood, um, do you enjoy giving blood? How many of you enjoy giving blood? Not many, about the same as the first. So some love it. Most of you, it looks like you dread it. So that's why you don't do it. But you know why you give your blood and you give it uh, out that it is to go to help somebody else that needs your blood, to help them stay alive, whether through a blood transfusion or they have a, a loss of blood. So that when you need blood, it is a wonderful exchange that takes place because there's life in your blood. In your body, in every person's body, there are red blood cells and white blood cells. And 
inside of these white blood cells that they are fighting systems. 25 billion of them floating around in your body right now. Can you feel it? Probably not. They are fighter blood cells and they have one purpose, waiting on an infection to show up so they can fight it and defeat it. Not only that, there are 25 billion more in your blood cell walls and your veins and your arteries and they are there for one reason, to kill the infection. To, to come after the disease, and they fight this invisible enemy that we cannot see. It's my blood, and it's your blood that fights for you every single moment to help save our life. It's amazing how God created us as well, that we have lymph nodes, right, in, on our bodies, to detect that when there is an infection, that the lymph nodes communicate to the bone marrow, we need help. And in six to eight hours, they produce 500 billion fighters called white blood cells. And they are there for one reason, to say to disease, you cannot have John Miller's body. You cannot have your body. Six to eight hours, many of those blood cells die defending your health. But many of them go on and are reproduced and that they are Cells that remember what they fought before. They float around in your body and store up in your lymph nodes and they live there the rest of your life. You and I have some blood cells that have been with us since the moment we've cried our first cry. Smack. Wah. Right? There. They've been a, do they still smack babies' butts? They don't even do that anymore. Why? Because we live in a non-spank society. Oh, come on. Come on. All right. You and I have blood cells in us that have been acquainted with us for our whole life, right? And that when our lymph nodes call for it in the bone marrow, what does it say? It produces billions of white blood cells to attack that disease in your body. Your blood remembers what it has defeated before. And the, and the doctors understand that it's fighting. They are wise. They are smart. In other words, they have fought for something before and they will never forget it. Turn to somebody and say, I'm bad. Oh, yeah, you're bad. Who's bad? You're bad. The fighting system inside of you is bad because that's how God created you. They build and they immunize and they build a resistance, but you have to realize this, that the blood of Jesus fights for you every single moment that you are alive. The blood of Jesus is fighting for you right now inside of this room. When you leave this place, the blood of Jesus fights for you. While you sleep tonight, tonight, the blood of Jesus is still fighting for you. And it is powerful. You have to realize as you look at this, Jesus' blood fights for us all the time. Number two, what does it do? It helps you and I overcome. That's why it's so important when you and I begin to understand the message of the Bible of Revelation chapter 12 that we probably know well. But inside of this, the saints of God were around the throne, it says, and they saw Satan fighting with God's angels, and they see this battle that's happening in the heavenlies going on, and all of a sudden, a lamb steps forward, and Scripture says this in verse 11, chapter 12 of Revelation. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their what? Testimony. Now, I want us to read this Scripture verse together. In verse 11, let's read it together. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Because why? Well, because Satan is your accuser. 
It's the blood of the lamb. You and I are only going to make it because of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ that was already shed for us on the cross. And it is fighting for us today in every single day that we cannot offer our own righteousness or our own perfect record because it's nothing but the blood of Jesus that will help us defeat the lies of the enemy that try to come against us. And I want to just let you know this today, Muhammad's blood doesn't have that power. Can I just speak it out? Muhammad is dead, okay? The Buddhists don't have this message because Buddha is dead today. That's what I'm here to tell you. Christianity has the message of the cross and the blood of Jesus that was shed for us. And this is what separates our religions from all other religions. Their religion doesn't have the blood that fights against the forces on the unseen world. We do, and it is the blood of the Lamb of God that fights for us and helps us overcome. They say doctors and scientists who work in laboratories will work and work until they find the virus. They will take the virus. They will put that blood on a slide and put it under a microscope and they will look at it. They will see it. They will identify it. And, and you can't see a deadly virus by the naked eye. But under the microscope, you can. Then they will take and they will interject in that this antibody and they will try somehow to get the forces to fight against that which is the killer. And they, they so desperately want to find out so that they can interject that answer to the dilemma of the problem of the disease that is causing that sickness. One day the captain of our salvation, Jesus Christ, looked down out of heaven and he saw the enemy winning, he saw sickness winning and disease winning and he saw demons winning. What scientists couldn't do, the son of God did do for us. And I don't know about you, but we need to interject more of Jesus into our problems than ever before. We don't need more human understanding. We need Jesus in our world to set the captives free, to deliver us, amen? Jesus' blood can set us free. That Jesus said, I will take off my robes of righteousness and holiness and I will go down and I will get into the fight on human earth and I will take on all of these things and I will take on the seed of Abraham. And this is what's called the great mystery of God, the Bible says, that God came in the flesh, scripture says. This is, if, 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 listen, if you're a warrior, this is for you. This is Jesus in combat boots right here, Okay. This is what it looks like. When, when the enemy thought he was winning, Jesus put on combat boots and came to the world to defeat the enemy. I love what C.S. Lewis says. On the back of Satan's neck is a nail-scarred footprint. Woo! That will preach, baby. Because that is the truth of God's word right there. Let me tell you something. Another important thing to this is your testimony. Not only do we have to have the blood of Jesus, but in this scripture verse, it's saying to every single one of us that our testimony is so important. Let me tell you something. There are so many people that don't think their testimony is worth anything, that they look at other people's testimony and think, well, their testimony is a whole lot greater than mine, so I'm never going to get it. No, your testimony is powerful, and it is unique to you, and it will help set the captives free with the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Your testimony is needed. And can touch other people and can set them free with the help of the blood of Jesus Christ.
I'm gonna tell you, when we find Jesus, he's led by the Holy Spirit. We see this in the gospel, 40 days in the wilderness. The enemy comes and leads, leads him there. That's what scripture says, that. And 40 days fast for Jesus. And here's Satan, continue coming after Jesus. If you're the son of God, turn these stones into bread. Fulfill the lust of the flesh. That was, he was trying to tempt him, tempt him to give in. And suddenly we realize in that moment that we realize the blood of Jesus was already at work for you and I. The blood of Jesus takes victory over the lust of our flesh, categorizes that in the lymph nodes of the blood of Jesus Christ. And Jesus takes it on and gets freedom for us and gets victory for us. And Satan didn't even know what hit him. And Satan comes at him again and keeps trying to tempt him and tempt him and tempt him. And we see in this passage in Luke, Satan took him to a high pinnacle and says, look out, Jesus, and see all the kingdoms of the earth, the kingdoms of the world. And in that, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes that came upon Jesus, but he did not give into it. Then he said, let me try another one. How about pride? How about pride? And we see this, Satan said, Jesus, bow down and worship me, and I will give you all of these kingdoms that you see. And Jesus said this, it is written, Luke chapter 4 and verse 6, it is written, worship the Lord your God because, the, why? Because the blood of Jesus Christ has defeated pride. Let me tell you something, in our lives every single day, there are different things that we come upon in our lives we're tempted to do, tempted to say. I want you to also know that worry, anxiety, and fear are forms of death. They are forms of death. And you cannot play with that because you have to realize they come against you all throughout the day. Worry, fear, and death are forms of death, right? They are a result of sin in the world. And they are not life-giving. Listen, if a person is poisoned, they must quickly find the proper antidote. It cannot be just anything. It must be the specific antidote that will counteract the poison in your system. It is the same way with death. The only antidote for this life is life in the blood of Jesus Christ. And Jesus' blood never loses its power. Ever loses its power. Amen? Ever. Satan will come at us in many different ways, in many different forms. By how? Just like he did against Jesus. Lust. Lust of the eyes. Lust of the flesh. Pride of life. Don't we all deal with those every single day? Sure we do. Some way. But there has to be in our heart knowing what Jesus has done for us, that he is the antidote. And with the help of Lord Jesus, we will help others. You know, so oftentimes... In our lives, Satan thinks he's doing something terrible to finish us off. And yet God has a plan that's so entirely different. He intends to take what Satan meant for harm and, and work it, not only for our good, but for the good of people around us. To help us have the victory, but also those that are around us. You understand that through that, what Jesus has done for us, that blood remembers how to give victory every single time over sin. And then it's, let's conquer some sickness. And Jesus then walks through the towns and villages in the New Testament and laid his hands on the leper and healed them. Blood diseases were healed. Leprosy was healed. Blindness was healed. His blood conquered them 
all. And the Bible said he healed them of all manner of diseases and sickness. And nothing is impossible for him to do. He is Jehovah Rapha. He is your divine healer today. That's what I'm speaking to you. Whether you understand it or not, he is your healer today. Jesus is still in the healing business. He's still doing it. We are a church that believes in divine healing. He's touched people in our midst. He's healed people in this church from cancer. Where the doctor said cancer, he has healed them. He can heal cancer, heart disease. He can extend your life because it is who he is. Because the blood of Jesus always remembers how to defeat these things. He's categorized it. He's, he's put it in the memory bank of the blood of Jesus Christ. This is how you defeat sin and disease. And you see Jesus as he continues. He comes up on a funeral for a little child, a little boy. And it's in that moment that he speaks life into that little boy. And he was raised to life. And then you see as he comes along, his friend Lazarus, he hears that Lazarus is dead. And you know, it's one thing if somebody dies and you get there and you're right on the scene, you pray and they get, they get revived. But now Lazarus was stinking. His body was decaying because the blood knew one day they're going to die and they're going to put their loved ones in the grave and there would be seemingly no hope and corruption will set in. There'll be nothing left but bones. But it's in that moment the blood of Jesus Christ remembered and he raised Lazarus from the dead. And let me tell you something, and even if corruption sets in to our bodies, when the trumpet sounds, the blood of Jesus has resurrection power, and it will quicken your mortal body, and suddenly up from the grave you will arise. Amen? Why do I know this? Because the word says it. Because the blood of Jesus is powerful. It has already conquered death. It has already conquered disease. It has already conquered sickness and sin. It remembers how to conquer it, and it remembers how to defeat it. That you and I are overcomers by the blood of Jesus Christ today. And you and I, listen, some say, well, I, I'm going to be an overcomer when I get to heaven. No, no, the blood of Jesus has made you an overcomer today, at this moment, at this hour. It's already been categorized, and you are free. The Garden of Gethsemane, we see Jesus as he was there. Father, if it's your will, please take this cup from me. But it was the Father's will that he drank the cup, and he did. And as soon as he drank that cup, every issue that hell could manufacture was conquered by the blood of Jesus Christ. And I'm going to tell you today, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ needs, needs to get a new divine revelation of the blood of Jesus Christ. Because so many times we come as we prepare to receive communion in just a moment that we quickly take the wafer and the blood and we gloss over so many times what it has done for us and that we would be reminded that we are more than conquerors today. And sickness does not have the last word in our bodies. It fights for you. It helps you overcome. Third, Jesus' blood has purchased our redemption. It says when he was raised on the third day, the Bible says some of the saints that were buried rose with him. You know, old relatives showed up and said, how you doing? Why? Because the blood of Jesus remembered. Listen, 
if you're about to give up and you don't think you can defeat that addiction, if you think hell's going to win against your family, you need a blood transfusion today. No wonder we sing, oh, the blood of Jesus Christ and nothing but the blood that when we come and get this divine revelation a new revelation of the blood of Jesus to see how powerful it is and to be reminded, listen, if the physical blood can fight unseen forces and enemies, no wonder how much more powerful the blood of Jesus Christ, what he does for us, that you and I need to use the blood of Jesus Christ over our families and over our families and over our marriages and over our kids and over our workplace and over our campuses and over our future and over our hopelessness and over our depression and over suicide, that you and I have the ability to apply it right now. Right now. That that situation has to change right now. Right now. Through the blood of Jesus. It is so powerful. Just, it's so powerful because it remembers, it's already categorized. He, he's defeated it before. He can defeat it today. It cannot stand against the blood of Jesus. And I love how Scripture reminds us how the blood of Jesus continually cleanses us. And, and, and I, I believe this is the spiritual correlation to the way our blood continually cleanses our body. The body and our blood continue to flows through our veins, goes through our organs all the time, whether we realize it or not, most of the time we don't, but we know it's at work. But it's going through and it's cleansing us right now. While you're sleeping, while you go out to the ball field this afternoon, go to lunch, that your blood is running through. And, and it goes through the kidneys and, and your kidneys are there to filter the blood. I used to run people on hemodialysis when we lived in Minnesota and ran them on artificial kidneys. And through that, you hooked them up to this machine because their kidneys literally could not filter out all the contaminants and all these things that have the potential to kill off the kidneys and, and has the potential to kill somebody if, it, if those impurities are not taken out. But, but you have to realize with, with the help of the blood of Jesus today that he continually cleanses us. That you and I just don't need to go get hooked up to some machine today, but we have Jesus and the work of the cross continually flowing through us that cleanses us from all the poison and all the impurities and the lies and all the things that Satan tries to bring against us. In 1 John chapter 1 and verse 7, it says, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. The word cleanses in there is continuous. It never stops. It never stops. It never stops. It's that powerful. So there's power in the shed blood of Jesus today. You and I are continually cleansed, not just occasionally, not just like old covenant, you know, that you had to go kill an animal, right? And take the animal's blood and put it over your doorpost, side of your doorpost. You had to do that. Why? Because the death angel would come that if you didn't do that, that there would be death in your home. We don't have to do that anymore. Thank God, right? Amen. Thank God we don't have to do that. Are you with me? I'm thankful we don't have to do that. I'm very thankful we don't have to do that. That's for sure. Let me tell you something. If you're still putting blood above your door on the side, stop doing that because that's just weird. Okay? Because you don't need to do that anymore. That's just, that's just funky. That's Old Testament. 
New Testament, we have a new covenant. Jesus has now come upon the scene and we have a new covenant. We have a new relationship with him. That his blood was shed for us once and for all and we have victory and he cleanses us continually. The Bible states there's only one requirement. What is that on our part? We must freely admit that we have sinned and confess our sins. God, that I'm a sinner. Be quick to repent and don't try to hide anything from God. Because why? He will never reject you. He knows everything about you anyways, right? But see what happens, repentance releases the power of the blood on your behalf. This is one way we can use the power of blood and allow it to be effective in our lives that let the Lord wash you today. May you release your faith today in a new way to let him cleanse you in this moment because the blood of Jesus is that powerful and is able to set you free today. It is a powerful cleansing agent. You know, just like if you and I have a stubborn stain on our shirt, pants, whatever it may be, in the same way, when the blood of Jesus is properly applied in our life, it is able to remove the stain of sin, to wash us, to cleanse us, to make us whole. Those stubborn stains of sin, the things that keep trying to hold on to your life, let me tell you something. Those things and those stains in our life are not more powerful than the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus is more powerful than them. Amen? So you don't have to live defeated today. That's what God's Word's saying. You don't have to live defeated. And so we're going to receive communion today. We're going to read from God's Word. We're going to receive communion. We're going to, we're going to worship, and we're going to, then I'm going to speak to every issue in this room and have you agree with me in Jesus' name. So this is our family meal together as we come every month. First Sunday of every month, we receive communion. We come, and we are reminded of what the blood of Jesus Christ has done for us. Thank you. And how it set us free. And I'm going to take us to the scripture in, in Matthew chapter 26. 26, 26. This is where Jesus started the Lord's Supper. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed it and broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body. Then he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them saying, drink from it all of you for this is my blood of the new covenant which is shed for many for the remission forgiveness of sins but I say to you I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now until that day when I drink it with you in my father's kingdom and when they had sung a hymn they went out to the Mount of Olives and what's so powerful about this this is the first time is he's sharing this with his disciples in this moment in this same chapter, what he shares with them just before this is there's a celebration of Passover. That they are celebrating the fact from the Old Testament that yes, as the blood was applied to the doorposts and the houses, all of those things that the death angel would pass over, he's coming, he's bringing them. See, he's instituting something. You used to do this. Now I am on the scene and you will do this now to follow after me in this same chapter that the way that it changes because I've come and I'm coming to shed my blood and my body 
will be torn. That's why it says, as we just read just a moment ago in Hebrews chapter 10, that you and I have now communion with the Father in heaven. We do not need a priest upon this earth any longer to go to the Father on our behalf. Why? Because Jesus is our great high priest. And you and I have instant access right at this moment to talk to God directly. Because why? He says because the curtain, what is the curtain? The curtain was torn in two. That was his body was shredded for you and for me so that we can go and have access to the Father in heaven. He says, so you and I have communion. We get to commune today. We get to commune today with the Father. We get to talk and we get to have a relationship with Him because He absolutely loves you. So today as we come, I'm going to pray over these emblems and thank the Lord for what He has done for us. Heavenly Father, thank you for the reminder of your word in Matthew 26 that, Lord, you instituted this supper to remember what you have done for us. Thank you, Lord. You willingly became an atoning sacrifice for us because, Lord, you went to the cross for us Your body was shredded and torn to pieces so that we can have fellowship with the Father in heaven. Thank you for your blood that was shed, for the forgiveness of our sins, Lord, to make us whole, to cleanse us, but also to heal our bodies. Father, I speak healing in the name of Jesus to every person in this room. I declare, Lord, that by your stripes we are healed. So every person here in the sound of my voice today with sickness or disease, I speak to it in the name of Jesus and only under the authority of Jesus Christ. I command that sickness and that disease to go and I curse it at its root that it must dry up even now Lord so there would be freedom and victory from pain discomfort in Jesus name we speak it and Lord we declare it today we declare it over our loved ones we declare it over those that are sick in their bed today in the hospital room Lord it's freedom for you in Jesus name thank you for the cleansing flow of the cross of Calvary today that we get to come and to declare our freedom, our forgiveness, and our healing in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Let's take this wafer and let's receive it together. Pull back that next layer. Let's take the juice. In Jesus' name. tuning in and we hope you enjoyed today's message if you'd like to get in touch or would like more resources on how to live a successful christian life you can always find us at myabundantlife.com have a blessed week